Hello and welcome to the CPD Group Podcast. Join us as we guide you through all things CPD, interview some special guests and offer advice to help your business thrive. We hope you enjoy listening. Hello everybody and welcome to CPD TV Podcast. As part of our series of videos, what we're doing today is inviting one of our uh, one of our actual providers to the table. So we've got Adam Lacey here from Assemble U today, who's going to talk to us about how to create a podcast, how to actually put learning into a different medium in such a way as a podcast. Okay, so Adam, nice to meet you. Thank you very much for joining us today. How are you? Yeah, hi, Andy. Pleasure to be here. Good man. And I'm very well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Super. As I say, thank you very much for joining us. It's great to get people like yourselves involved in these kind of podcasts, just to give our network a bit more information about how to do things, you know, and how to really help project their business a bit further across the world. So tell us about yourself and tell us about Assemble You, Adam. Yeah, so uh, I'll start with Assemble You and then I'll, I'll maybe just tell you a little bit about our kind of journey so far if that's okay um but uh, assemble you essentially offers podcast style audio courses designed to enable learning on the go so we create succinct easy to listen to audio courses that fit around um the busy lives of our students or the people uh, wanting to upskill so uh, how we do it is we take a, a complex topic research it pull out the critical elements uh, we then work that into a script with learning objectives, clear actual like outcomes, all that kind of stuff. Um, we then use professional voice actors to voice it. So it gets a kind of studio quality feel. Um, and it's a bit like a short podcast, but it's specifically designed for the transfer of knowledge. So what we're trying to do is basically cross that bridge between podcasts that you're probably quite familiar with, this kind of format, where, you know, two people chatting and something a bit more formal and structured to um, to aid learning in the best way possible. And, um, and yeah, the the idea basically came about because my my cousin and I, my my business partner is my cousin, by the way, family business. Um, we uh, we were doing uh, a lot of our own learning via podcasts and audiobooks. We we weren't sitting down and watching, um, you know, video courses or uh, or things like that simply because we didn't have time. And also, we spent so much time at the screen all day anyway on you know calls uh various other things that it it just wasn't a good kind of modality for us to to learn we didn't find it a productive place whereas putting a podcast on when we went for a walk or listening to an audio book in the car or something like that that really um that really worked for us so we kind of came up with the idea of well why why isn't there more kind of formal structured learning be at cpd kind of learning or, or any skills-based enhancement um delivered via audio uh, and that's that's kind of where the, the 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 idea for assemble you came about excellent stuff no I, I totally agree with you i mean there's lots of different mediums how learning's absorbed isn't it and it's just very much down to the individual consumer of cpd as to how it best works for them isn't it you know so uh, i'm hoping to learn a lot from you today in terms of how to put on a podcast because as you know we're new to this and it's something that we're looking to to push forward with and try to get information out there so, you know, breaking it down into its basics, Adam, you know, taking it right back. What is a podcast? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think there's probably different definitions of it, but I, I define a podcast of any sort of spoken word um, re recording in a way. I guess audiobooks are slightly different when it's a, a book being read out. Um, but, but there are quite a few different ways to teach using 
audio. So, and I think that's a, an interesting one. A podcast tends to be a, a catch-all term. We've actually started using words like audio courses, audio lessons, phrases like that to, to differentiate a little bit because in people's minds, they hear podcast and they think, oh, that should be free. Or um, that's, or, or they've got a very specific idea of what they're expecting. That should be two people like this having a conversation when actually really a, a podcast or a an audio resource and a learning audio resource can be a, a variety of different methods. So um, two people chatting, that's great. Interview style can be single voice um, with something that's scripted and read out. It can be multi-voice. You can have you know, sound effects in some podcasts, you can really have a more kind of immersive experience where, you know, you're in the jungle and you can hear the frogs croaking in the background, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot, there's a lot you can do with um, audio and there's lots of different, I guess, approaches to it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more later, I believe, about how we put, how we put kind of things together. But I think, you know, my, my first message on this would be to think quite broadly about, um, about audio when you're looking at um, when you're looking at podcasting and, and how you can enable learners with um, with audio because there's there's more than one way of doing it. Yeah, great, great stuff. Now you've you've sort of touched on this already through through our conversation so far. But is uh, why are podcasts great for CPD delivery? They're really good for certain subjects, and um, I'd say they're really bad for other subjects. So I always I always kind of caveat that because. You know, if I'm learning to code in Python or something like that, listening to somebody uh, explain how to do it, it's probably not going to be as helpful as me actually having a sandbox environment and a screen and blah, 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 and being able to, being able to, you know, get in there and do it. So I think <clears throat> there's a lot of, um, you know, any kind of good learning design, you need to think about what you're teaching and what, what is an effective way to, um, to, to transfer that knowledge from, from, from teacher to student. Um, but I think why they're why they're really great, and actually why they've kind of grown massively in popularity over the last uh, ten years, in particular, is just that en enabling enabling of dead time and fitting in around people's hectic schedules and hectic work life balance. You know, fitting between that that work and life um, balance that we all we all struggle to keep on top of. So, if you can listen to something while doing something else, and you know you you can in most cases that's a real enabler because you can be driving, you can be walking the dog, you can be at the gym, you can be doing the dishes, you know, you can be doing menial tasks, even even like menial admin or something like that, and still listening and absorbing and, and learning. Um, now, obviously, there's different opinions on if you're, you know, concentrating heavily on something else and you're listening, are you really listening? Are you absorbing that? Uh, and so there's there's all that to to consider as well. But the the big reason that people like them so much um is that they are just convenient for, for for many people um we we actually ran a survey at the beginning of this year where we were we we're actually asking podcast listeners about their kind of interests and how they listened and what they learned and all that kind of stuff and interestingly 86 percent said they were not supplied with audio learning by their by their employer and in that group of 86%, 86% of them said they were more likely to engage with learning from their employer if they were given audio-based learning as a as a kind of option. So there, there's a big, seems to be a big uh, chasm, gap, if you like, between what's happening in 
learning and development in traditional learning and development where there's still a lot of e-learning or in-person delivery and actually what's happening in the consumer world where you see the the meteoric rise in podcasts the amount of money spotify is spending on shows and the amount of money bbc has put into bbc sounds all that kind of stuff because there's huge audiences there and people are using it um versus what's happening in 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 learning and development and um and yeah that's really interesting and that's where we feel like the opportunity is and i'm sure some of the people listening to this show might be thinking oh yeah that was interesting there we could add audio to what we're doing and it's not that difficult to to add uh add an audio option on i'd say that's quite interesting statistics though isn't it 86 percent is quite a lot isn't it you know um traditional classroom-based learning, you know, there's been a big switch away from that in, in many, many different arenas recently, hasn't there? You know, there's lots of different reasons behind that, you know, whether it's economic or whether it's time factors, you know, because employers don't, you know, a lot of them don't have time to release their staff for long periods of time to go to classroom-based learning, you know, so the audio stuff is, is really starting to big, make a big push is what we see here when we're accrediting courses as well. So having a look at, you know, a podcast, and uh, again, this is something that I'm hoping you might be able to advise me on, is how do you set up a good podcast? You know, first thing you've got to think about is what, what are you trying to achieve? So what's the purpose of the of the podcast? Are you are you setting one up to, to teach people? You know, is it a set of audio lessons, audio courses? Um, is it for marketing? Is it for exposure? Um you know, a, a lot of businesses, a lot of B2B companies out there using it uh, as a way to talk about the problems that their audiences have. And the podcast might be very, very niche or very specific, and their listenership is never going to be very big. But if the people that are, you know, their potential buyers are the ones listening and finding it interesting, then that's a really nice, low-touch way to to open up a a conversation so we're seeing that a lot actually in terms of um you know lots of kind of very 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 niche or very specific podcasts in certain industries solving certain problems using as a using as a marketing um as a marketing tool um so think about what you're trying to achieve because that will determine how you set it up what kind of people you interview if you're going to do that you know how you script what you research if you're going to take that route um and then really think about your target audience so what do they want to hear? And, you know, it's got to be stuff that's going to be interesting to them. So um, what are the problems they're trying to solve? What are the um, what are the issues that are coming around the corner tomorrow for them that you can kind of get ahead of and, and, and help them kind of think about? Um, and, you know, if you're interviewing people, who would be good? Who would be good guests for that? And, and be very kind of targeted about who you who you ask to. To, to come on i think that's always that's always uh, important um and then like on a more kind of practical level and we'll, we'll talk about the technical stuff in a bit but on a more practical level how much time do you have to allocate to this and what are you going to do with that content are you going to make it freely available are you going to sell it um and so think about how you're gonna how you're gonna settle that up as well and you know just from someone that run i run two free podcasts at the moment as part of our part of our marketing and sales effort. One's called uh, the Power Skills Project and one's called Learning and Development Challenges. And the effort to create episodes for both of them is 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 really high. It takes up a it takes up a lot of my time, like too much of my time, in fact. So with the Learning and Development Challenges um podcast, we we're actually just doing that in series. So we'll release a set of 10 as a series, have a bit of a break, 
and then come back to it and do another kind of sprint, if you like, to release another set, rather than there being an ongoing commitment. The Power Skills project that we have is um, is currently released every other week, and that is a bit more of a of a slog because you have to find somebody <laughs> and make sure you've got an interview in the in the can ready to go and edited for that time because you don't want to miss that deadline because one of the one of the great things about podcasts is that is that consistency you know you'll know it from listening to podcasts that you you know and love um if you listen to one every week and one week it's not there you kind of feel a bit oh well that's you know i i always listen to this on a monday morning on my drive to so and so and now it's not there that's really that's put me out of sorts for the week you know that's my (laughs) that's how i like to start the start the day so um so yeah i think you've got to be could be very careful about that as well and don't, don't underestimate the if you if you want to do like a like an ongoing series or something like that don't underestimate the amount of effort required to record and then edit and find guests and you know pre-interview guests like we had a chat before this before this conversation to make sure you know we were going to be talking about something good um and, and there's a lot of setup and then there's obviously all your post-production as well so um so yeah just make sure you know what you're getting into from a time point of view yeah, I mean, just on that last note there, I mean, I've seen the guys that we work with here, you know, from our marketing team who are doing all that post-edit stuff. Uh, sorry, pre-edit, nope, post-edit stuff. And uh, yes, it, there's so much that goes into it. Even just setting up the room for us to come in and do a conversation like this seems to take an awful long time. I didn't, I didn't imagine that at all, to be honest. I was one of those quite naively thinking, you just turn up and sit in front of a mic and away you go. But it's, it's completely different to that. And, uh, but yeah, great. That's great advice. Thank you. But looking at um, kind of who these podcasts are aimed at. So again, we've identified the audience, that kind of thing that you've mentioned. So what would be your advice in terms of creating specific learning content, educational stuff, you know, that really is there designed to upskill somebody, you know, CPD? Yeah, definitely. So uh, it's very similar to designing any piece of learning. So if you were designing a day-long course or if you're designing a piece of e-learning or something like that very similar concept but you're doing it with the understanding that that person probably isn't going to be looking at a screen so you just need to make sure that you know you're explaining everything um in uh in a, in a in a good way and not not relying on visuals like if we're doing a, a webinar or a presentation you might say oh look at this look at this slide and see this data here without actually explaining what the data is is doing it's quite different if you're doing a doing a podcast you know it's um it's like being on the radio you need to be more descriptive um with uh with with everything that you're that you're covering you need to you know design it to be listened to rather than um rather than almost interacted with and so there's a there's a certain amount of um i guess passiveness sometimes with with audio with with e-learning or i guess in person there's a back and forth with audio. You are as the listener kind of sat there absorbing, um, you know, whether, whether that is worse in terms of learning adoption or kind of, uh, being able to, being able to quickly onboard the knowledge that you need, um, who, I guess, who, who knows, but I think the important thing is that you design with that in mind. So like, for example, our, um, not to plug our stuff, but our, we we went through all this thinking when we were designing our product and our um our courses are only 10 minutes long and that's 
we, we talked to a lot of people in the industry and we tried to work out like what's what's going to be the ideal time here where are people going to start to drop off where's their concentration gonna gonna kind of wane or or disappear and what's going to be what's going to be most effective for our target audience and we landed on this idea of a of a 10 minute audio where where we've done a lot of the heavy lifting and then we give them like one or two actionable out- outcomes at the end so we, we tell them to go away and do some stuff or think about some stuff or reflect on some things um but we don't overload them with information and we um and yeah we we keep it we keep it very short for, for that for that exact reason so so yeah it's um it's a it's a really interesting one but have a you know think carefully about who your audience are and also like think about where they're going to be listening is this going out to you know, is this is this targeting sales reps that are in the car all the time? Um, in which case, that might be slightly different to someone who can maybe get back to a screen and and look at something. So you know, you, you can incorporate audio into e-learning or have them listen to something away from the screen and come back to the screen at a later time and things like that as well. It's just um, it's just really thinking about who your audience are, what their use case is for this for this piece of learning or CPD, and how. Um, yeah, and how they're gonna how they're gonna engage with it. Brilliant, brilliant. That's really useful advice, Adam. Nice one. I'm sure lots of people will be able to take advantage of that information if they're looking to do their own podcasts. So, moving away from the actual content itself and looking more at the technical aspect of a podcast, what kind of equipment is a company going to need to start putting this stuff together? So, yeah, if you if you're recording it yourself and you you know you're voicing it yourself as well then you'll want a few a few basics so you want a decent external microphone for one um you and i've both got one i use a sure mv7 i've got it plugged into a an audio interface um which which gives it a really good kind of quality quality of sound i've got a if you're watching the video i've got a thing called a pop filter um in front and that just stops the p's and s's that um, when the, the mouth makes those, uh, those sounds, the air comes out your mouth very, very quickly. Um, and it hits the microphone and makes a, can make a slight popping sound. And so the, the filter here is designed to kind of get rid of that. You know, if you've ever seen anybody recording in a, like singing in a recording studio, they'll have one of those on. Um, and like this type of equipment isn't too expensive. So if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be, doing a podcast if you're going to be creating i don't know either learning you're going to sell or you you know you're doing it for marketing I, I would definitely invest a little bit of money in some in some equipment you know don't don't use your laptop mic or your or your apple earbuds or something like that to to record because the difference is is quite um yeah qu- quite big basically in terms of the quality that you'll uh, you'll get um i think one thing to be like hyper aware of is the the room that you're recording in as well so um actually i was going to say andy the room that you're in it's got a little bit of an echo on it yeah we're aware of that we're, we're working on that bit that's the next part of the project <laughs> yeah and I, I can hear that slightly and so you know if you're doing it um like probably the worst place you could record is a um a meeting room in an office that's got glass glass walls and a hard floor that is like that is terrible because the any kind of really hard surface like that sound just bounces off it and um and that's where you get that that echo so 
if you can record in a room with soft furnishings, with carpets, with curtains, um, you know, I've seen people put sofa cushions behind their, uh, behind their laptop to, to create like a, uh, I guess like a, a mini or personal, personal kind of DIY studio. Um, but th- things like that make a, make a, make a difference um, when you're trying to get a really good sound quality. Um, and interestingly, there's, there's less forgiveness on sound quality when there's not a visual. So if the only thing people have is the audio and they're listening, if the sound quality is bad, um, in all likelihood, they'll, they'll notice it and it may turn them off. It might do your brand damage or the rest of it. If the sound quality is good, then, then great. Um, and to be honest, the expectation now is good sound quality because it is quite easy to do yourself without, you know, a, a super heavy investment. You know, you don't need to be in a studio to get, to get pretty good, pretty good sound quality these days. Um, then, then yeah, then do you kind of, you, you don't want to fall short of that. So do, do invest in the, in some of the right, um, in some of the right equipment um, in terms of, in terms of things like tools, you know, you can use zoom or <clears throat> teams or Google, if you're recording remotely and if you're interviewing people, um, if you're just recording yourself, um, you can use you know open source tools like Audacity that are that are free um, that allow for kind of software. Um, it's called kind of basic basic recording software. Um, I, I actually use Riverside for recording my podcast, which is a specialist podcast tool. I really like Riverside because it uploads um, the audio and the video to your it kind of stores it, it caches it in your browser before it uploads it so you if your internet goes down it doesn't disturb the um doesn't disturb the podcast which is really good so I've, I've had it before where i've been recording on google meets and you know one person's dropped off or dropped out or something like that and actually that's yeah that's that's pretty um annoying to have to reset <laughs> um and then other things i would say uh you know, you're then into get, I guess, like course, like post-production. So if you want a really good professional finish, then you've got to spend a lot of time on editing, you know, get all the ums and ahs out, all that kind of stuff. And uh, make sure that the, um, you go, I'm using, I'm, I'm now really conscious of using ums and ahs now that I've said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what we normally say is for each minute of recording, you're looking at like, five to ten minutes of post-production so keep that in mind when you are when you're doing your editing there are some great editors out there there's lots of good freelance editors so if it's not your area of expertise and it's not something you want to take on yourself you can you can kind of outsource that work and i'd i definitely recommend that's a bit of a learning curve to to get into editing there's also some really good tools that combine or software packages that combine ai um and our audio video software tools. So um, things like Descript are very good at being able to do a really good first pass. They even have a they even have a little function that allows you to remove the ums and ahs just with a click of a button. It'll take them all out for you. It's very clever. And it doesn't get all of them, but it gets, you know, 70, 80% of them. So um, you can speed up the post-production process now with, with the right software and with the right tools. Um, so, uh, so yeah, those are my... Those are my main recording tips if you're doing it yourself. Otherwise, if you're bringing in voice actors and things like that, there are a lot of people with really good home studios or access to a studio that you can, again, you can outsource this type of um, this type of work to. So if you have um, oldie learning that you're converting into 
audio um you know you, you can just script that and get it and get it voiced it doesn't necessarily have to be uh in this kind of style where where two people are, are talking super so adam like great information there and i hope it helps a lot of people out there but for myself the next thing that me and the team are working on is the soundproofing of this room that you identified earlier so what would be your recommendation hanging curtains up putting sound panels up i mean what what would be the best way to make that echoey sound disappear yeah curtains definitely <laughs> don't be like that adam <laughs> He told me off camera that he didn't want curtains. Oh, you put yeah. me right in it there, Adam. Thank you. I, so in front, in front of my screen here, I have some, um, I have some sound sound absorbent panels um, that came from, I think they came from Amazon. You can get them from loads of different places, and they just they just stick on the wall, and that that made a big difference because I had I've got a wall quite close to me here, and so once I put those up. Um, any kind of bounce back I was getting kind of disappeared because I've got like a little soundproof cubby. So yeah, sound paneling uh, is is probably the the best one you can do. Um, under that, you know, you're looking at things like curtains, other soft furnishings. The floor makes a big difference actually. If it's a hard like when I've interviewed people and they've got hard floors, that that really kind of um, bounces the sound around. So yeah, carpeted floors or you know put a rug down that that type of thing makes a big difference as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. So moving away from the more technical side of things then, and just thinking about, you know, our relationship with with yourself and Assemble U. So how has the, uh, you know, your approved provider status at Assemble U helped you with, you know, getting your podcasts out to the public? Has it, has it been a benefit to you? Yeah, I, th I think it's very helpful to have um, an external validation, especially as quite a young company. So Assemble U hasn't been around that long. We're, we're kind of a year and a half just over a year and a half old um and i think having any um any kind of external uh, uh kind of badging or validation that yes this content has been looked at or even that just that you know we're taking it seriously enough to go through that process as well that's the that's the other thing um so um so yeah that that's that's the main that's the main reason we have it on the you know we have cpd on the homepage of our website so it's uh it's uh it's up there as a um as one of the first things that um that people see when they um when they hit the home page brilliant brilliant i mean we've really enjoyed working with you guys you know we've done a, a few bits together so far so uh, i mean working with the cpd group how's it been for you and would you recommend it to anyone else uh yeah yeah definitely um i would you know you guys are got tons of energy um great on socials and all that kind of stuff and i think um you do a really good job of uh of making sure the 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 learning companies you work with you know are um are kind of surfaced and and, and networked into the the rest of the um the rest of the cpd uh i guess vendors or or, or partners I would like to say a big thank you to Adam Lacey from Assemble You for joining us on the CPD Group podcast. I think you'll find the information very, very useful if you're ever looking to develop podcasts of your own. Again, thanks very much, Adam. Thank you for tuning in to the CPD Group podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more helpful content. See you soon. Before you go... Did you know that you can receive a free CPD certificate from listening to this podcast? All you need to do is head over to thecpd.group forward slash podcasts. That's thecpd.group forward slash podcasts and enter the confirmation code 800006.